Well, the new year is upon us, and many of you are just beginning your homeschool journey. And to that, I say, well done. Here is my special New Year's gift for you. Take the time to check out my friends at the Institute for Excellence in Writing. There you will find free writing lessons, support materials, and a complete magalog. Go to IEW.com forward slash Heidi for more information. Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench. Today is Friday, January 14th, and today I'm going to continue my conversation with my friend Rick Green. You guys, so much going on in the culture today, and we're going to tackle the mandate madness and uh, what we can do to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I hope you guys have enjoyed my interview with my friend, Rick Green. Uh, I'm going to jump right into it today. Before I start, I want to remind you, this is a great time for you to support this ministry by going and becoming a member at momstronginternational.com. It's a great opportunity for you to study the word and to learn to teach it to others. And uh, really, we all know who lear- who learns more when you're learning to teach something, the student or the teacher, it's always the teacher. Check it out at momstronginternational.com. Without further ado, here is part two of my interview with my friend, Rick Green. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And the healthcare worker mandate is what is right now, until, because of the lower court rulings, right? It's on hold in what, 25 states or a lot of people that are That's challenging right. it. So there's About a lot the riding. There's a lot yeah. riding on this. And I felt the same way you did. It was three hours of just gouge your eyes out, you know, listening to this. And I didn't listen to it for the whole three hours because I mean, sometimes they would say things like, oh, come on. You know, when they were talking about uh, how many children are dying from the Rona and all this, which is patently false. Right. And to the point where the CDC actually came out and said, well, that's actually not true. And then they admitted 75% of the people who have died from the Rona had four or more underlying serious underlying medical so four or more comorbidities dude yeah. i was i mean I that was encouraged alone, by that's that. enough right there that's enough right there that the we've CDC said that come out yeah so that's the thing cdc is now saying things that you and i've been saying for two years like last oh, summer uh, we were pointing out it was three back then right the the, the data yep. was showing at least yep. three comorbidities for the people that yep. and so we were saying okay it's not Good that people are dying, obviously, but people right. do die. Hey, that people happens. Uh, it, yeah, um, life is life is a terminal thing. That's right, and that, that <laughs> this is not. You know, it, it may be speeding up that death by a few months or, or or whatever for those people, and that's bad, and we don't want that to happen. But that's not something right. you stop the world over. Um, right. And and now the CDC is right. actually admitting, you know, four comorbidities, and admitted that that she said forty percent of the hospitalizations that they're labeling as COVID are for other things. New Jersey says it's 50%, and some other states are saying it's more than 50%, almost 60%. So in other words, a kid or an adult breaks their arm, goes in, everybody gets tested, they they show they've got Omicron, they don't even know it because they're asymptomatic, but that gets listed as a hospitalization because of COVID. And so all these lies, again, from the Supreme Court justices saying, our hospital, you know, Breyer said, our hospitals are more full than they've ever been. Uh, I can't remember if it was Kagan or Sotomayor said, Omicron is as deadly as Delta. Are you, how, which, that which is the obviously most interesting. Not. Like, oh, it's unreal. I yeah, know. Unreal. I know. Okay. Even 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 my twelve year old could tell you. Yeah, right. That right. Uh, Omicron's not as dangerous as Delta. And the fact of the matter is, <laughs> everybody that we know. I mean, it was like these guys haven't done their homework. It's like really, uh, Sotomayor, you didn't know where we've been for the last two years. 
You guys right. couldn't, you couldn't come to this argument uh, with more intelligent information than what they presented in front of the court. But I'm wondering. But they I mean, were so confident is, in it. They were so confident in it, right? It was, it's, you mentioned it's your 12 year old. It's like my four year old grandson. Right. Never in doubt. He might be wrong, but he's never in doubt. And that's how they were. <laughs> they were, they were wrong, but they were certainly not in doubt. I'm sorry. You were about to ask another question. So, well, I mean, I think, but that's right. It's hubris. And I think when the, when this is over, I think the only thing, and I've said this on the podcast probably a hundred times in the last year and a half, I think the only thing that's going to be left is hubris and greed. Mm. You know, if, and you heard Sotomayor say it, right? The law allows yeah. for the federal government to say, if you want my money, your facility has to do, blah, you know, whatever it is. And then we heard Gorsuch, you know, uh, kind of push back a little bit saying that, you know, you don't have the right to commandeer private businesses through spending. He said, you can't use money as a weapon, but they have weaponized That's money. Right in COVID because they're giving money away. If you can say so-and-so died from COVID. So you fall down the stairs and break your neck, you died from COVID. You know, uh, it's, it's amazing. And I'm wondering, I've got a, a kind of a hypothetical question for you, Rick, cause I'm not a lawyer. As you know, I only play one on the podcast. God bless and, you. <laughs> and I'm wondering hypothetically, you know, argument, oral arguments, obviously over these guys are duking it out now behind the scenes. What kind of an impact does it have or, you know, arguments are over for the CDC to come out and say, well, I lay out war, go more, but I mean, some of this news has come out since the, the, uh, the hearing is over. Can that have an impact? Cause they've got to be, they read the news, yeah. they pick up the paper. And you can tell by the things they said, you know, where they get their news, right? Like you could tell how not informed the the three liberal justices were, right? Yeah, so they're yeah, they're yeah. definitely getting the CNN, you know, the, the constant CDC regurgitation of the right. false false data and false information. And and right. you've got a little bit of, enough of a pushback that I think some of the other justices are, you know, getting a little bit broader information, right? So that they're at least diving in. And I don't I didn't read the briefs, I'll be honest. I did not read the briefs for this. So I don't know if the briefs were. Well, you, you don't have time for that? You don't have time for that? I'm oh shocked. Gosh. They said there I think there were I think there were a thousand different. Oh, okay. I mean, it was it was uh, unbelievable. So that's not a um, brief. Yeah, <laughs> that's so exactly much, right. It was so nothing brief, brief about nothing these brief arguments about that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I I think I think it will have some impact. Um, but I don't know that it's enough to 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 change where they are. Um, I think I, I thought you were going to ask how much of an impact will their decision have, and so I was already kind of thinking towards that answer. So yeah, I, yeah. Well, that's my I do want to say so. I think their decision is going to have a massive impact on whether this is going to end sooner or later. Because if yep. they don't strike down the mandates, what they're saying is we're in a world destroying pandemic. Still, that's essentially the signal they're saying. They're saying this is so bad that it does rise to the level of a compelling interest and that the federal government does need to intervene in all these places or everybody's right going to die. They're li- yeah, right. they're literally rubber stamping that that scare and that fear-mongering and scare tactic. If they say no, then they're at least saying it's not so bad that we should override 200 years of precedent and we should do something that we've never done before. It may not be they may not be strong enough in their language to say there really isn't an emergency anymore, which they should. The Fifth Circuit did that. See, if it had stayed oh, at the goodness, Fifth Circuit. Yeah, they said this is oh. endemic now, not pandemic. Oh, it was yeah. so good. It was like such a good decision. Yeah. yeah. That, if, they, if, yeah. They had, if it had stayed, that lottery really kind of messed us up because had it stayed at the Fifth Circuit, then the Supreme Court would have been reviewing those briefs and and that decision and base it in the conversation, I think, would have been pushed that direction. Whereas we ended up with the Sixth Circuit three-judge panel that was more fear-mongering and scary stuff. So anyway, mm-hmm. I... I think it's going to be huge. 
doesn't mean we can't overcome it. Obviously, whatever happens, we're going to fight. And it just, I think mm-hmm. it prolongs the battle if they don't strike them down. Um, and, and I mean, in a big way, like prolongs it for a while. Well, and I would have liked to have seen at the end of the day, and I didn't really hear this much either, but I would have liked to have heard them camp out more on this is not about whether or not this vaccine is effective. It's not about whether or not it's a good idea, which Alito kept, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, I bowed to this, you know, I bowed to the NIH or whoever's idea it was. This is about whether or not the federal executive branch agency has the power, right, to force millions of people uh, to lose their jobs, you know, with or without Medicaid or whatever these providers are, and to undergo a forced medical treatment. That's what this is about. It is. It's about freedom. just, Just to remind your listeners how far the opposition is willing to go to stretch truth, to change facts, to change statutes, to change the purpose of government and all these things in order to get their control. Because that's what they're doing in Washington, right? I mean, now, granted, your legislature is beginning to go ahead and codify it and just give it to them. But for most of the last two years, most legislatures have had to, our governors have had to dance around and create these new emergency powers, take a definition from one thing like a hurricane hitting a neighborhood and apply it to the Mm -hmm. pandemic and all this, all this crazy stuff. Same exact thing happened here. OSHA is supposed to step in whenever there's a toxic substance. That's the part of the OSHA statute that they're mm-hmm. using here. So what are they saying? They're literally saying that you are a toxic substance. That's that's the stretch that they're making here to be able to come in and do this order. So it totally changes the authority that they were given in these crazy circumstances where whatever you're making at your particular business is putting off toxic fumes or a toxic chemical and it's killing people or it's giving, it's so carcinogenic, carcinogenic, whatever that word is. Uh, it's yep, giving so yep. much of that, that it's making you have cancer. That's the kind of stuff. And I, and I still think that's a state thing, yep. not a federal thing, but even if you're yep. okay with the federal government doing it, that's what OSHA was supposed to do. So yep. we're saying yep. that here, and that's why Thomas and some of them were asking about the difference between something that's created at work versus something that is universal. COVID is everywhere. Yep. And it's not created in the workplace. And you are not a toxic chemical that is is the result of the workplace. And and so they were trying to distinguish. But I just think it's important for us to keep reminding people they're squeezing this. One of them even said an elephant into a mouse hole. That's literally what they're doing here. And that is wrong. That's unethical. That's dishonest. Comes back to your point about God not being in the equation anymore. Even mm-hmm. as attorneys or as lawyers or judges or whatever, you're an officer of the court. That used to mean something. That used to mean yes. I have to be honest. I, if, mm-hmm. if I make an argument to the court where I know what I'm saying is is it's based not on a just lie. Fudge, yeah, it's based on a lie. I get disbarred mm-hmm. for that. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything anymore because there's no God. There's no religion. There's no right and wrong. Mm-hmm. That's why the most important thing we do in our fight for the culture and our fight for the constitution, our fight for the future is restore biblical principles, not just freedom principles, right. biblical principles. That's that, that, that foundation has got to be rebuilt. Do you want the best night's sleep you've ever had in your life? Well, after years of trying almost every brand out there, Jay and I switched to the MyPillow mattress, and we are so glad that we did. The MyPillow mattress is a medium firm memory foam mattress that offers excellent support and above average pressure relief and responsiveness. It works well for all sleeping positions and is excellent for anyone suffering from back pain. The MyPillow mattress is made right here in the United States and has a 10-year warranty, a six-month money-back guarantee, and FedEx will deliver it right to your door. It's easy to set up. Just unroll it and watch it come to life. You guys, check it out. See it for yourself for a 60-day trial period. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square or call one 800 
847-0541 and use promo code Heidi. MyPillow is made in the USA again, and it comes with a 10-year warranty. So you know it's going to last and it has a 60-day money-back guarantee. So you've got nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but we need. Go to MyPillow.com or call one 800 447-0541 and use promo code Heidi to take advantage of this special offer. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, or call 1-800-447-0541. Yeah. Well, those are the only ones that work. They're the only That's ones right. that work at the end of the day. And, and we've seen civilizations fall. And I really think, I mean, we're looking at uh, a civilization on the brink of collapse now because we've we've gone through now generations of this and certainly you and i have talked about this before you know the 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 fact of the matter is at the very beginning we said we're not participating in this ridiculous mask insanity because we knew it didn't work and so we said represented their insanity that's right it's the representation of the lie it's saying i you know whenever you go into i was just in san diego i think i told you and it was amazing i went down to coronado beach with uh pastor rob mcquay my husband for breakfast and we're sitting down there and i'm watching dozens of people walking by me in masks in the open air 75 degree weather and i'm like wow you know and when you see someone with a mask on it just says i'm afraid you should be afraid there are bugs in the air you know, the germ, the germ warfare, the great germ warfare is continuing to scare people. And the yeah. more Christians, especially, I think this is where it needs to start. People say, if you know in your heart, this is wrong, do not participate in it. Amen. That Amen. means you don't wear the mask. That means you don't participate in the lie. You know, the only time I ever wear a mask when I have to get on a plane, it makes me mad to do it. But, uh, but that's where we are right now. That's you right. know, and if, and that's where, I think that's where this is going really quickly in the last, uh, seven minutes that we have left, I want to switch gears and talk about the amazing, uh, Robert Malone and, uh, Joe Rogan. So you've yeah. been watching this thing. I've been listening, but not as much, uh, cause I don't know if you know this, I'm running for Congress and my life's on fire. <laughs> you got a little bit of a schedule to keep. <laughs> so I got a little schedule to keep, but I have been paying attention. Uh, I'm seeing mostly smaller clips of it. Yeah. But wow, that guy, what do you think? I'm saying a national hero. And now he's off uh, McCulloch too, right? Off the internet. They banned yeah. him off the internet. So give everybody a little bit of history about as to who these guys are. Well, and, and, and first I'll say this about Joe Rogan, you know, cause some of my, some of my Christian friends say you shouldn't listen to him. He's foul mouthed and, he, he's he and he's this and he's that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? God used Nebuchadnezzar. He can use Joe Rogan and he's using That's him right. in a big, big, big way. And of course I'm a big UFC fan. So I, I like Joe Rogan from UFC anyway. <laughs> um, but you know, one of the things I love about, and you, you've done that, you've done this better than anyone in the Christian marketplace. Um, his, his podcast, because it's as long as it is, you can actually have a conversation and that's how you do it. And I love that. I mean, I get so tired of these 10 minute interviews where it's all sound bites yeah. and you've got to try to get it all in and get to be able to actually have a conversation like you and I are doing. I think that's what we need more and more of. And so he, he really mastered that in the secular marketplace. And he is, he's, he's foul mouthed and he, he's not a Christian and, and, and he believes very different from us on a lot of things. He was a Bernie Sanders supporter a few years ago. Uh, I mean, so he's, it's, it's really crazy, but it now he's experienced tyranny and it's pushed him our way and moved to Texas. I mean, he's, he's now very much against all this government intervention. He's beginning to understand the principles of liberty and he's having the right conversations and, and really does ask the right questions. He drills mm-hmm. down. And so he had McCullough on Dr. McCullough back in December and then, and then Dr. Malone, both of these guys 
no one can call them anti-vax. They both had the jab. Uh, they've had the, right. the COVID vaccine. Malone helped invent the, the whole technology behind this thing. They are the quintessential scientist and part of that community have worked with Fauci. I mean, they know all the same people. So for them to come out and say what they have been saying, which is the, the dishonesty, the biological yep. Um, uh, unethical, the unethical biological decisions, uh, all the things that are being done, they are calling it evil. They're they're the ones saying a half a million people have died that didn't have to die. Um, yep. It's remarkable, and you really have mm-hmm. to listen to the long conversations because they are, you know, they're they're nerds. You know, they're I'm I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a law nerd. They're science nerds. Um, you know, and <laughs> and they they get into a lot of that stuff, but it, they do it in a way where you can kind of understand it. But it's frightening, Heidi. It is frightening what they unveil and they show from behind the scenes. And like Malone says, he's like, I'm a deep state guy, man. I work with the CIA. I do all this stuff. So he's really inside the belly of the beast. He's on a lot of these NIH and FDA panels. I mean, he knows all these people mm-hmm. for him to come out. That's why they're blackballing him because yeah, it is. he's dangerous for them because he's actually telling the truth of what's going on behind the scenes. And it's not good. It's ugly, ugly stuff. What they have done all to make the money on the vaccine. I mean, it's the only conclusion I can come to and mm-hmm, to control, mm-hmm. right? So there's this element mm-hmm. that just wants to control people, but there's another element. They're doing it just to make the money. Yeah. Um, and it, it's frightening stuff. It is. Yeah, it really is. And I think unless and until the American people start to say, you know what, we're just not going to do that anymore. Enough is enough. We don't want to play listening to people like, like Joe Rogan. It should, it, it should inform the American people that when YouTube will take you down for censorship, something is wrong. I just did an interview with a guy named Lars Larson last week and we were talking about the vaccine and I was telling him what I know about it just from personal experience and just the gut feeling that I have with what little medical knowledge I have with the mask and all the other things. I think I told you a long time ago, my mom worked pediatric oncology for years and years. And I was a kid. One of the first things she said to me was we never wear a mask for a virus. Everyone in the medical community knows that a mask or a virus is stupid. It's like putting a chain link fence up and thinking you're going to keep a mosquito out. It doesn't make any sense at all. And I began to go, you know, why are we, why are people who should know better willing to tell a lie and willing to live by a lie? And it should bother us that that's happening. And when I did this interview with, well, with Lars Larson, I told him both my parents were vaccinated. My mom and my dad had the first shot and the second shot. I don't know if it was Moderna or the Pfizer, but about a month and a half after that, they both contracted COVID. Uh, we sprung my mom out of the hospital, treated her with ivermectin and massive doses of vitamin C and zinc and Cusertin and all the things, gave her a, a Regeneron infusion. And my mom survived. My dad, wow. who had several comorbidities, passed away from COVID in early December. And this was after they got vaccinated. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, YouTube took it down for medical misinformation. And I was like, no, dude, that's not medical misinformation. That's me telling you exactly it's my life how it story. went down. It's what actually yeah. happened to my unbelievable. Yeah. And that's, they have to do. And I think, and this is, I think probably a good place to end. I feel like we're seeing so much censorship in the culture right now. Censorship is what happens when a lie begins to lose its power. And that is the only thing, the only good thing that I can see happening right now. I think the lie, and I'd love to hear what you think. I think the lie is beginning to lose its power. What do you think? I agree. I agree 100%. I think I think even the things we talked about that the CDC has come out and admitted that, that you and I talked about you know, uh, t- a year and a oh, half ago. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, they're now starting to say all those things. I saw a great meme the other day that showed all the things that people like you and me have been saying, and then all of <laughs> how the CDC is now repeating those 
journalist or you know an NIH or somebody yeah. else finally admitted. But when we said it, it was you know we get kicked off social media. Oh, and it was yeah. lies and vaccine hesitancy and all that stuff. Um, right, so I agree right. with you uh, totally. I think I think the dam is cracking. I think I think the truth is coming through, and that's a testament to. Uh, the American people seeking truth. And, and I know a lot of people just followed along, but there were enough of us out there as patriots that said, no, you know what? I'm going to think for myself. I'm going to question for yeah. myself. It's in our DNA to do that. Um, it's not in our DNA to be snowflakes like what's happening right now. I was at this will be my final thought here. I, I, I was at the Alamo just a couple of weeks ago with with former Governor Rick Perry. We were doing some Texas history curriculum stuff. And and all I could think about was there weren't any snowflakes in that place. There were no snowflakes no, at the Alamo. No there were no kidding. snowflakes at Lexington whenever we, you know, took on an eleven to one odds uh, against us. There were no us snowflakes at Pearl Harbor. That's it, man. No snowflakes storming the beaches of Normandy and Iwo Normandy, Jima. Yeah. We've got to remember that. We've got to remember who we are as a people. Go back to that that brave, courageous American spirit and stop cowering and stop being afraid. And that means not just being afraid. Not just not being afraid of the virus, but also not being afraid of the government or our employer or whatever retribution we're going to have to go through because we're going to have to make some sacrifices at this point. That's the only way this thing is turned around. And a lot of people have made huge sacrifices, which is why the dam is cracking and why the truth is coming out. They've been willing to give up their jobs. They've been willing to give up careers to speak truth. And it's starting to break through. It's going to take a while longer. I really think the other side's like a caged animal at this point. So this is where they're really going to I think it's going to get harder before it gets better. Yep. I've been telling people that too. It's like, you know what? Buckle up because they recognize that they're losing and you're going to start exactly like, that's a great analogy, like a caged animal. And I think you're going to start to see more and more and more damage. I just talked to a a Washington state ferry worker, worked for the ferries for 25 and a half years, wouldn't take the shot. So uh, they fired her and the state lied and said she quit. So she can't get unemployment. I mean, these are people who have been, you know, wonderful employees and have never had a bad strike against them for 25 and a half years. They've worked these jobs and they're losing their livelihoods, losing their pensions, many of them now losing their mortgages. And I think that when the truth comes out, there is literally going to be hell to pay. And I hope that the people that are pushing this panic, the panic pimps and the people that have made all this money, the profiteers off of the panic and the fear, I hope they go to prison. I really do. I really do. You know, I'd love to see you get back into practicing law and start sending some people to prison, Rick. There you go. Actually, you're going to be the one you're going to be the one doing that because you're going to be in Congress in a year and you're going to be on that committee, hopefully, and actually investigating all the people that did this. And that that is the most important thing, I think, that a new Republican Congress could do is is investigate the crimes that have happened for the last two years and make the people pay that 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 tried to uh, completely ruin our nation. I, I mean, that's not an exaggeration. And the millions of jobs lost, the hundreds of thousands of people that died. Um, that will be the, mo- I think the most important thing a new Republican Congress is going to do is mm. investigate those things. And I can't yeah. wait to see you there. Oh man, I can't wait either. And it's a good reminder. People need to get out there and vote these 2022 mm. elections. I mean, we can't get rid of Biden in 2022, unfortunately, unless of course he gets rid of himself, which he might at the way he's going, <laughs> but people need to, we need to be involved. We need to be, uh, voting and supporting people and, uh, getting off the bench and Rick Green, nobody is a better example of that than you are my friend. Well, the reason I like coming on with you and the reason I say I want to see you in Congress, Heidi, is you have proven you're willing to speak truth no matter what it costs. It's what you've done for the last year and a half. You could have been can- – you you knew. I bet you may, You and Jay probably had some conversations about this. You haven't told me that, but I bet you have. It's like if we tell the truth on these things, we could lose our audience. We could lose speaking engagements. All – the risk was there for you and you were still yeah. willing to stand strong and continue to do so. And you do it well. So glad to be back with you and let's do it again soon. 
Uh, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Where can people find you online, my friend? PatriotAcademy.com. PatriotAcademy.com. You can become a Constitution coach for free. Host classes in your home, at your church, wherever you might be. Everybody needs fellowship. Everybody needs to be around people that share their values and that are willing to to join them. So I promise you, if you raise the, ban- the banner, people will rally. And you can use PatriotAcademy.com to create your banner, raise your banner, and get people going. Mm, I can't wait. We're doing it here. I'm going to let you know how it goes. Love it. Uh, My friend, always a pleasure and an honor to have you coming on the show. Let's do it again real soon. You bet. God bless. Thank you. You too. You guys want more information? You can go to the show notes today and I will link back to all things Patriot Academy. We want to encourage you like we always do. Get off the bench and onto the battlefield. Speak the truth. Stand up. Now is the time. Freedom is worth fighting for. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you back here on Monday at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.